This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, if you need a Bible, raise your hand up real high and get your sword out where you can look on the Scriptures and then go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4. See, I'm excited about the things of God again tonight. It's the opportunity to speak the Word here and so... Uh, if you've been here for the last, I don't know, man, we're rolling in here about 10 weeks, been talking about the Word of God. Uh, one of our main scripture texts was Psalm 119, uh, 89, and it talks about how the, the things of God are forever. The Word of God is forever. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven is what it says. And, you know, the things of this life, circumstances change, my feelings change, people change, the seasons change. But the Word of God's not ever going to change. And you know, regardless of how young you are or how old you are, you find out in life that as you go through life, the very word that you read at 20 still reads the same at 30. And the very word you still read at 40, and so it never changes. That's the significance of the Word of God. So the goal is to put the Word of God in us. You get the Word in you, God will get in you. You get the Word in you, and things will begin to happen. There will be a big change in you. And you can say, well, you don't know my past. Well, then you don't know the Word of God. Because the Word of God will change us. All right. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's begin in verse number 20 tonight. We'll just see how far we get here. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, give attention or pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Now, I believe he's telling us, number one, the importance of the Word of God. But when he says here in, in verse 20, the second sentence, incline your ears to my saying, I believe he's telling us, learn to consent to the Word. Learn to submit to the Word of God. And that's not always easy, but it becomes very important that every one of us say this, the Word of God is priority in my life. Everything else falls underneath it. If what people say, what people do, doesn't agree with the Word of God, then throw it out. Verse 21. Do not let them, the Word of God or the words of God, depart from your eyes. And keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, that's a choice and a priority that we all got to make. And I want you to see why he says to keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, the Word of God, are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Now, let me read that verse one more time. I want you to really, really think about what he's saying here because as I've been meditating on this and allowing this to soak in me, pay close attention to it here. For they, the Word of God, are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So within the Word of God, within that seed of the Word of God, there is life and there's health. Now, every time I've read this here lately, I've become very attractive to what that just said. If there's life and there's health within the Word of God, I need to start agreeing with the Word of God. I need to start getting the dose of the Word of God on a daily basis and just believe God through the Word that His Word will do precisely what it says. And I remember when I got born again, and you know, you'd read even the verse Shelley quoted there in Mark 16, 15, he said that, that uh, in my name, you'll lay hands on the sick. In my name, you'll cast out devils. 
Man, when I first started reading that stuff, I thought, that stuff's nuts for a human being, for, for me to come over here to Erica or Pastor Daniel and say, you know, I'm going to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus, and Jesus is going to heal you. You know, you think, man, that's crazy. But yet, that's the significance of the Word of God. So what happens is i got to get the Word on the inside of me, and then i got to learn to obey it. Keep reading. Verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence. One translation says, guard your heart above all else. Why? For out of it springs the issue of life. So the things that are in my heart determines the course of my life. And verse 24, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. And so the the New Living here says, stay away from corrupt speech. The Amplified says, false or dishonest speech. So it's interesting here when you look at everything he talks about. And he really breaks it down again about how important the word is, but also how important it is what comes out of my mouth. What comes out of your mouth. Now go to the book of Revelations chapter 12. Revelations 12. And as you're turning there, let me tell you a thing that happened to me. This, I was thinking today, this was probably about seven or eight years ago that this took place. And I was around a man at that time, who was, who was getting close to about 80 years old. And he started telling a story about his wife, and they had been married, oh, for years and years and years. And one day she started feeling bad. And so they go to the doctor, and as they go to the doctor, the doctor tells them to come back the next day because I want to run some tests on you. They come back the next day, and they run tests. A few days later, they call them back and say, Come back, we need to run some more tests on you. Now, when that happens, you get a pretty good inclination. Something's not right. So after about the fourth time of this, the doctor said, Come into my office, and I want you to sit down. And he looked at them both, and he said to this man and his wife, he said, Your wife has the the worst case of this type of cancer in her body that I've ever seen. And he said, I'm just going to be honest with you. The way it is in your body right now, I give her six months to live. Now, if you, if you hear a report of that, man, that's not good. That can rock your world. And, and first of all, I want to say this. That's why we need to keep our faith built up in the Word of God. I mean, keep it where you speak the Word of God over yourself daily. So this man goes home, and he's got two daughters, and he sits the whole family down, and he says, now this is the diagnosis of the doctor. We appreciate what the doctor has diagnosed. He's just doing his job. But the daddy looked at them and said, Now, I will tell you this right now. From this moment forward, all we're ever going to talk to your mother is about her life, about her future, and about health in her body. And so they make this path. And they begin to do this. And then she starts dwindling rapidly. Well, she's ultimately put in her bedroom where she's bed rest. And so they keep speaking to her over and over about her health, her future, how she'll see her grandkids. And so they, they knew the power and the significance of the words that come out of their mouth. And so they put a sign outside her door and it said this, If you come into this room, only speak to her about health, her future, and her life. If we hear you say anything negative or anything that mentions death, 
we will politely ask you to leave, even to their family members. So that would happen. Periodically, they would have family members. And what happens with a lot of family members, guys, is, is in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, 6, Hosea said this, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So the family members, they just, they just didn't have knowledge of the Word of God, how all of us start out until we get a hold of that. And he said, I remember some of them that would come in there and say, do you have your will? What do you want for your funeral? And he said immediately when they would say that, we'd ask them, please leave the room. Go, get out. And they would follow back in that room and they would start speaking life again. Start speaking health, scriptures. That was eight years ago. And when I heard the man tell the testimony of that, it had been 27 years ago since that time it had elapsed. She's still alive. She's still alive. And a lot of times, I think we we have a hard time thinking, God still does miracles. He still heals and stuff. But the the point in is this, that was a mountain. Now, I, I I don't despise doctors. I love doctors, what they can do. But there are times in, their, in, in life that doctors can't do anything else. They'll tell you, I've done everything I know to do. And so guess what you get to do? You either get to die in that situation, or you get to start speaking the Word of God. And so it is just connecting up back with the Word and say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. But, but they really guarded the things that were said. How many of you have ever walked into a house, and you could tell ugly words have been spoken, even though you weren't there? You walked in, you're like, oh my gosh. Just the atmosphere of what? What words have been spoken? I mean, I've gone into places before and you could tell, man, there are husbands and wives, they've been fighting like cats and dogs. And you could just tell because the aroma of words. Now, the other side of that is if you go to people's house and you walk in and you sense the peace of God, you know why that's there? Not just because they ate their lucky charms that morning. It's because they speak the things of God in their house. You know, you, you can do that too, all of us. So keep reading here. Revelations 12, verse, let's just start in verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren, which is the devil, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they, who are ones who've gotten born again, Overcome him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. Now, the the significance of the blood of Jesus, it covers every charge that's ever been made against you. If you look back in verse 10, it says, he's the accuser of the brethren. So you know what he does all night? Yeah, 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 yeah. Talks to God and he tries to talk to us and tells us how bad it is. But right here it says, they... That's me and you, the ones who are heirs of salvation because we've given our heart to Jesus. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So the blood of Jesus satisfies all the charges that are against us. Now, the blood of Jesus goes to work in us by faith when we begin to believe that. But here's another thing that I believe will really help all of us is when we begin to, number one, thank Jesus for his blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus, today your blood cleanses me. Thank you today, Lord Jesus. Your, your blood washes me. It sanctifies me. Number two is that when we talk about the blood of Jesus, 
Start speaking the blood over your life just like that. I thank you, Lord, for your blood today. I thank you the blood of the Lamb's working in me. And your blood, Lord Jesus, has qualified me as an overcomer. So all I'm doing once again in this passage is I'm getting my mouth in agreement with the Word of God. Now look what the next sentence in this says. It says, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And the word of their testimony, the message says a bold word. So, we can go back and we can ask each other this question. What's the word of your testimony? Better easily said would be this. What has Jesus done in your life? And he said this is the part of the way that we overcome by the word of our testimony. So if we talk about the word of the testimony, we are, are, are continuously affirming what Jesus has done. Now in my life, it's wonderful to say, man, I thank you today, Lord, you set me free from sin. You took an old boy that was going to hell, and man, you changed me. And so all I begin to do is I begin to brag and I affirm what Jesus did in my life. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. So as we continually speak the word of our testimony, I tell you, it'll begin to build faith in you when you realize, man, Jesus has done those things to me. But the bad thing is, or the negative, is when I quit affirming the things that Jesus has done in my life, my faith begins to dwindle. But as long as I keep speaking the things that Jesus has done, then it, it just reiterates in my heart all the things that he's done. You know, Psalms 107.2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's part of, of being an overcomer by the blood of the Jesus. The blood of the Lamb has qualified me and he's used a redeemer. But also that when I begin to speak out what his redemptive power has done for me, I thank you, Lord, you set me free from poverty, sickness, and death. So right there, Psalms 107 too, it's a good one. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I tell you, you ought to walk around your house driving in your, I'm the redeemed of the Lord, and I say so today. I walk in life, I walk in blessing, and I walk in prosperity. And this is just getting my mouth in agreement with what the Word's talking here. So this is part of how I learned to live as an overcomer. This is faith's confession right here, and this is how victory is achieved here on earth. When I learned to get my mouth in agreement with what the Word of God says. I go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. That's just faith's confession, guys is to declare Christ's victory over us over and over and over and keep speaking it and keep speaking it. Keep speaking to the mountain. Romans chapter 10. We'll start once you get there in verse number 6. Now all this is doing is learning to train yourself, train your mouth. And I believe this scripture right here will help us a little bit more with that. Romans 10 verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. How many did you know that that faith speaks? What does it say here? But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Okay, so we got to stop just here for a minute. What is faith based on? The Word of God. Romans 10, 17, right here in the same chapter. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So actually, when you look at this, the way faith speaks 
is faith speaks the Word of God. Because that's where faith is birthed from, is from the Word of God. So he says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. So I'm sitting here looking at this, and this is what just jumps out at me this afternoon. Faith is a language. Think, just, just, just go back. Not one of us in here learned how to speak English, Spanish, whatever you can speak immediately. What happened? You remember, you, you'd look at your kids and you'd say, say, mama, mama. <laughs> and before long, you begin to speak. Before long, your, your vocabulary words begin to increase a little bit. But it didn't happen overnight. But your parents didn't look at you the first time they said, say, mom, and you said, daddy, that is, that's it, get him out. They kicked you out of the family. And so when I looked at this, this is what the Lord said to me here. He said, the same way that you learn to speak in your, your native tongue, that's the same way that you learn to speak with faith. You start out and you start speaking it and you start speaking it and you keep speaking the word. And guess what? You speak English or Spanish long enough, you can become pretty affluent. What about the word of God? And so when I looked at this, the Lord said, I want my children to learn to speak faith. Because, remember, and I've said this several weeks now, God's not moved by your circumstances. God's not moved by your problems. He's not moved by what you have or you don't have because if he was moved by our problems, our circumstances, every one of us would already be taken care of. But always when you go back and look in the New Testament, it'll say this. And Jesus was moved by their faith. And their faith did this and their faith did that. So what gets God's attention is faith. So let's look at this here in this passage a little bit more. Let's dig in here and you're going to see some things about how faith speaks. Uh, Just go to verse 8. But what does it say? The word, the Bible, is near you in your mouth and in your heart. So how does the word of God get near me? I got to get the word in my mouth and I got to get the word in my heart. And look at the end of verse 8. That is the word of faith which we preach. And so right here, he's he's telling me and you the importance of keeping the word near me in my heart and my mouth. And the word is spoken right out of the Bible. And so once again, faith speaks. How? How? I keep it near my heart. I keep it in my mouth. Verse number 9. That if you confess in your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you're saying right now, so pastor, what do you want to do? Get us all born again tonight? No. I believe you probably already are. Let's look real quick and think about how do you get born again. Someone preached the word of faith to you. You heard the message of salvation, and then you received that in your heart. You believed what they said. You trusted in that word. But the way you sealed it was with the confession of your mouth. When you said, Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, and I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life, and right there you became saved. Right there. And here's the nugget for you tonight. The continuing work of the Lord in your life and my life 
is received the exactly the same way in every area of your life as how you got born again. Exactly. This was the blueprint right here on how life works. So you find what? The Word of God. We preach the Word of faith. Then what do you do? You start believing that in your heart. And the way you believe it in your heart is you speak it out of your mouth. Now, here's a good one. Look at the last part of verse 10. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. How was confession made? With my mouth. So think about this. So if salvation comes by the confession of my mouth, confession is made unto you fill in the blank. What other areas of your life need to be dealt with today? Just as confession was made unto salvation, how was confession made unto forgiveness? Well, 1 John 1, 9 says this, that if I'll confess my sin, what will he do? He'll forgive me and he'll cleanse me. So once again, even in the area of forgiveness, I confess it with my mouth, and I believe he's going to do that. Over and over and over again, if you can find Scripture, whether it's for salvation or for whatever is your, in your life, start speaking it out of your mouth. Start speaking it out of your mouth. And just keep speaking. And don't ever put things on a timetable. A lot of times, man, we do this stuff to God. I've been speaking the Word for two days. Nothing's happening. You know, and this is where I want to I, I go backwards just a little bit. Even in my own life, guys, you've heard me with the area of alcohol in my life. Literally, from the time that I started speaking the word, and, and really that's what it was. Salvation or deliverance for alcohol was made from the confession of my mouth that was based on the word of God. Uh, Colossians 1.13, he's delivered me out of the power of darkness. But from the time I started speaking that, until I was totally free, that I drank no more, was four years. Now, every day I was speaking the word. I'd say that. I'd say, thank you, Father God, you've delivered me from the power of alcohol. Did you quit immediately? Nope, I didn't. Man, I started seeing some things happen in my life. Started seeing things. And then before long, it got further and further apart. And listen, here's the key for you. When you start believing the word of God and things in your life, you're standing on it. If you blow it, God doesn't kick you out. That's why it's important that you repent and say, Man, Father God, I blew it again today. And then guess what? When you confess your sin and get your heart right, God comes back in with grace and he says, Okay, let's get back up. Do you know there in Proverbs 24 it says, The righteous man may fall seven times. He gets back up. He gets back up. I'm encouraging some of you now. Get back up. Don't mope around and say, Oh gosh, God's going to kick me out of the club. No, he's not. He likes us. Turn over to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. As you're turning there, I'm going to say some things here. And these may be some things that you really need to get in your heart right now. And I'll just use the word we. We will never rise above the level of our words. You'll never rise above the level of your words. Your words will locate you. You just want to uh, uh, listen to what you're saying, and it'll tell you what you're believing for. Where's that? That's Matthew 12, 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You get around people long enough, you'll find out real quick what they're believing for. 
You know, I was around a guy the other day in up in Albuquerque, and he said, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Lubbock. And he said, man, you guys have gotten some great rain. And I said, yeah, man, God has blessed us. God has blessed up. And he said, you know what? It never rains here. We don't ever get any, ever rain. He said, you know what it does here? It builds up here, and then it moves to you guys in Texas. And I said, yeah, buddy, keep sending it. Keep sending it. Keep sending it. If it never rains there and you guys don't want it, just keep sending it. And I just looked, and so once again, you may say, well, that's a... I'll tell you guys, there's so much power in our words. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Now, this is a good one. And since we have the same spirit of faith, and what is the spirit of faith based on? According to what is written. So I got to go into the B-I-B-L-E. I got to go into the Bible, and I got to find out what the Word of God says. That's what's written. And so you know what the Word of God is? That's my title deed. Once you find the title deed, man, you latch on to that. So keep reading. He goes on and says, and, and we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. What are we speaking? According to what is written. So find you some scripture that pertains to whatever's going on in your life, and I mean begin to sing it, begin to speak it, begin to pray it, and, and, and act like it's true. Start believing that stuff. And I don't care what arena it is, whatever you're going through. And once again, you're not going to find some buts and some ifs in the Word of God. So don't come across and say, well, my situation's worse than anybody. Oh, you're special. We're no special than anybody else. The Word of God will work if we'll just learn to apply it and start speaking it out of our mouth and begin to believe it and begin to believe it in whatever arena it is. So I encourage you. It may start out that you get you a bunch of three-by-five cards. Write those dudes out. Man, have them all over the place. Put them on your mirror when you're in there beautifying yourself in the morning. Man, look at that and begin to speak. Put them on your, your dash of your car. Put them all over the place where you're just literally bombarded. Everywhere you look, you see that. And when you see it, you know what you're doing? It's reminding you, speak it, speak it, speak it. Ooh, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I thank you today, Lord Jesus. You've delivered me out of the power of darkness. I think That's exactly what it says. He, he has delivered me. I thank you, Lord. You've delivered me today. You've delivered me today. You've helped me today. When I begin to apply the word of God out of my mouth. Let me just throw this in and we'll end. In Romans 4, 17, God said this about a man named Abraham. He said, this is what God said. According to what is written, you can look at it. It says exactly those words. According to what is written, I call those things that don't exist as though they do exist. Well, that's lying. No, 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 no. No. When God spoke over Abraham and he said, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. Abraham had zero kids. God's a liar. No, no, no. God began to speak to the mountain. And God called those things that didn't exist as though it did. And God was so confident that he changed his name. So what I'm telling you there is, 
in that verse when it says, as it is written, it's the same for me and you. When you start seeing what's written, you start calling those things that don't exist as though they do exist. How do I do that? I, I don't care what it is. You know, marriage is God's sense of humor. It is. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, God sees... See, how many of you married opposite? Probably every one of us in here almost. And so he's, he sees you, and you're both opposites, and he elbows Jesus and says, look, this is going to be a good one. Watch this. Watch this. That's the becoming one. And so when me and Shelly got married, I mean, you talking about the difference between the sun and the moon. She was chocolate, and I was peanut butter. I mean, it was just, yuck, yuck, yuck. I mean, we'd go at it. We did. We'd go at it. I mean, all day long and everything. And and I started realizing, man, this marriage isn't quite what it was supposed to be. But yet God said when a man and a woman, you know, hook up there, they, they cleave together and they'll become one. Well, you know what we started figuring out? Our words were literally destroying our marriage. I, I tell you, I'd say stuff like this. Father God, you've got to help her. She's stupid. Help her. She doesn't listen. She doesn't do anything I say. And you, know, you get the mentality that you're God's answer. To You've, I've never made a mistake. In my, it's, it's that woman you gave me. Remember, that's what Adam said. He said, God, it's that woman you gave me. And so the Lord, man, I mean, he started correcting us both. And it, it wasn't just me or just her. It was both of us. And so we sat down one day and we started saying, you know what? We're going, to speak, we're going to speak kind words over our marriage. We're going to speak kind words not only to each other, but when I pray for you, I don't pray, Father, God hit her in the head with a brick. Help her. I said, Lord, bless her. I, don't, I shouldn't have said that. Bless her. Bless her. Bless her. And so when we got married, if we would have been at, at, at Vegas and they were shooting odds up, I mean, it would have been one in a million. It would have been crazy odds. And so I can stand here tonight, and I raise my hands to Jesus, and I say, we started speaking the word. We started speaking the word. And you, you talking about calling those things that don't exist as though they did, that was huge. So I don't care what it is in your life, begin to speak. That, that's, that's back to Mark eleven twenty three and 24. It says, whosoever will say to the mountain. So it goes back, what am I saying to the mountain? Because when you start speaking a bunch of junk to the mountain, you know what the mountain does? It starts swelling. It gets big. And then it, then it erupts with a volcano, and then you know what happens? All hell breaks loose. So start speaking. Let's stand up here. We've been on this a bunch, and you know what? Every time I try to get off this, man, the Lord just, he, he stops me and says, stay there. Just stay there. So you know what? You know what the Lord's doing for us? He's marinating us in this. He's saying, to, and, I, and I'll hear God say this many times. He said, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. See, I said this a, a week or two ago. It's one thing to believe the word. You can say, I believe the word all day long. But if your words don't line up with the word of God, it's not going to do you no good because remember, how did salvation come? From believing the word and... Thank you. You guys did well. Speaking. Speaking. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We honor you tonight. We, we thank you for your word. Lord, just put that in the heart, the, the written and the spoken word of God, that it gets on the inside of us. 
And Lord, that we, we not only hears of the word, but we do, doers, but Lord, we ask you specifically tonight, give us a fresh anointing in our tongue. And Lord, we watch over that and we thank you right now that we speak life, we speak health in here, we speak blessings, we speak overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. And we thank you, Father God, that no matter what the circumstances, what we feel or see, your word, almighty God, is working mightily in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.